Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima. Well, 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 hello and welcome back to the iHealth channel and iHealth Radio Hurricane H here with a special edition, literally a hot edition because it is the topic of the hour. And uh, we definitely, we definitely uh, going to have an interesting discussion with our guest today. Now, uh, this particular person and guest is a dear person to me. I mean, and I'm talking on a personal level. A uh, few shows back, and this was during the COVID time, I had mentioned and a couple of times the the presence of some folks that helped me throughout my career path. And one of them, you know, I had mentioned then, you know, I was talking to him to, uh, to, to get him into a show. And it took a little minute. It was a while before I was able to get him on. And uh, guess what? I have him today. And uh, that is the one and the only Brian Henry. Now, Brian Henry is, first of all, uh, a mentor for me. Uh, a great leader. Uh, I had the pleasure to work under his division, his command, and, and I sound military here, and there's a reason for that. Uh, he is also a veteran uh, Air Force uh, captain and uh, a Desert Storm, I believe, you know, veteran specifically. And he'll tell us more about that and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. And so somebody I look up to um, in terms of his personality, his leadership, and everything else. And uh, what's so special about him and specifically today besides all this personal you know uh touch that i have with him is really he is a pharma veteran someone that understands the pharma industry inside out been in it all his career and also um he is still in pharma and he is going to bring us a little bit uh closer to the, the the scene today closer to the topic of the hour which is Pharma industry, big pharma, vaccine, vaccine rollout, you know, all the questions that people might have, all the ambiguity about it. So all that good stuff we'll be able to talk about today. So enough of the introduction. Brian, how are you? I'm fantastic, Isham. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and inviting me. I do apologize. Um, <clears throat> you, you have had the invite out there for a while and um, schedules. Um, just got in the way, which is a which is a poor excuse. Um, I wish we had done this sooner, but I'm glad we're here now doing it now. Well, I, I am just so pleased to have you here. And I know that whatever discussion we're going to have, uh, you and I always had some interesting discussions. And today is really, really a core conversation because uh, we've had a rough year with COVID and everything. And obviously, uh, pharma has been in the front line of all this in terms of preparing a cure or a, a, some sort of measure against this pandemic. And obviously, Pfizer, which is, I think, I believe one of the companies that you've, you're very close to, uh, has pioneered, actually, this, the, the first vaccine. And in general, the pharma is, is an industry that may be misunderstood <laughs> or mis, misjudged. And some of it's deserved and a lot of it isn't, but you know, I mean, they're not perfect. Like 
you know, nothing is, but um, there's more good there than I think is often portrayed. And we'll talk a little bit about that, about that tonight as we talk a little bit about what's a hot topic right now, which is, which is vaccines and, you know, how they're really saving the world from, from COVID as long as we can get everybody enough people to take it. Well, I, oh, definitely. And, and, and again, we'll, we'll get back into like the deep dive into like the steps. What's how, how does it all work? And it is all put together. And of course, all the concerns and, you know, because from the outside, most of what we know is what we hear, but we don't know the real process of everything and whether it's a vaccine or how it's made, the trials, you know, the testing, all the stuff, the rollout, um, you know, the cost of it, all these questions that people might have, I think we should be able to at least get a, uh, a little bit of a, a clarification on these topics or items that people will be like excited to hear about. And of course, people will make their opinion about it and they'll have their own views about it. But at least we'll bring this closer because I mean, it is hard to find someone that is in the pharma to come on and, and really break down the information. All we hear is through the news and the media. Obviously, this is a media uh, you know, platform, but this is more of a, uh, uh, I guess, an organic you know, one. It's not your major media. And obviously, you are a special guest because you are in the industry and understand this you know, closer to, to what is kind of orchestrated a little bit in, in the, the mainstream media. So, so before we go into that, so Brian, give us a little bit about your background in terms of the pharma world. I know you have. So first the of all, what I can say is yes. this reminds me of a of a very special time in my life when I was with BNSNY uh, Choice, the health plan, when you and I worked together. And yes. a, a, a piece that I miss dearly, um, it, not the politics of BNSNY. Um, sorry, Chris Palmieri. Uh, but I, I I do miss the richness of the conversations that uh, you and I had. Uh, Mazin, another close friend of ours, um, would have, and it was a it was a very special time in my in my career. So it it, it feels good to be back having uh, these evening uh, you know discussions. But as you as you had mentioned, the bulk of my career outside of BNSNY has been on on in big pharma. So I was with Pfizer for twenty years. I've been with um, Amgen. So I I've done. I've done what they call small molecules pills. I've done large molecules, which are injectables or infusions. I've even had a little bit of device work. Um, I've done launch plans, mostly on the sales side, but I've had operational experience, marketing experience, and, and, and training experience. And, and you and I have had a lot of conversations about the pharmaceutical industry and about pharma. And, and, I, and I thought it might be something good that maybe your, your watchers and, and listeners might value here because there's just so much noise around the facts regarding vaccines and the whole vaccination uh, you know space out there right now that unfortunately it, it's causing people to make some ill-informed decisions and hopefully if you know if, if we can clear up some of that tonight um you know, it, it'll be a worthwhile couple of minutes that uh, that we'll do here. And the first thing I'll say before I turn it back over to you is, is I don't know all the information. Mm -hmm. And I think had had the leaders both in 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 science and in politics in, in politics, because there's as much woven in this in, in politics as there is in science. Mm -hmm. I think if they had started out telling everybody this is a new virus. 
So we're going to tell you what we think is the best course and what we think is, is, is the best recommendations. But don't get up in arms if six weeks later we tell you something different. Because this is our first go around with this virus. It, it's, you know, they, they, they really haven't, they really need a full cycle, maybe even a second cycle, when I say a cycle a year, to really understand it, to be able to give really informed guidance. And I think that's one of the problems that, you know, that, that we've had is that some people are, are saying, hey, you should do this. And then they come back six weeks later and they say, you know what, you don't need to do that. And, and I understand the frustration of that, but I, I think if people knew up front, you know, we're, we're going around saying, follow the science. And then, then we do stuff that's completely contrary to the science. Uh, I think everyone involved is, is genuinely giving advice that is their best advice, but it's not based on fact. That's the first thing I'll, I would start by sharing with your, with, with your watchers. It's not, it's not based on fact because we don't have all the facts yet. It's based on what we best know. I mean, you've touched on, on a few points already that we will probably, you know, drive further on. But one one of the items, I mean, it, it, we've we've we were told it's it's a novel virus, so people kind of in the beginning knew this is something new. It's not identical to what was before. But then some people still debate and state that well, this is you know SARS, this is COVID. It's just another variation or variant of the predecessor right and so so now okay well we know how it operated before and h1n1 and all those you know type of similar viruses and now this was kind of like you know we had some practice if you want to but then on the on the flip side this is completely new the way it's it's, it's operating the way it's transmitting all that stuff so it became a challenge there and then you're right the other part of it is the politics and it didn't happen that it was happening also in election year uh, the world was kind of divided in two parties here. So there's so much stuff and, you know, everybody's pulling both sides and the information also, there's fear. Uh, it was worldwide. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, um, discussion and, and a lot of things that happened that created uh, mistrust, I guess, and, or, you know, people are just not sure what to believe because there were so many push, you know, uh, on both sides, right? You got this side pushing one agenda, the other is the agenda, and the other, and the people are just in the middle. Like, where do I go? Where do I go? Then you have also the historic, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, Big Pharma. I mean, we say Big Pharma, and in the movies, you hear Big Pharma, and there is some controversy about Big Pharma and so on and so forth, medication, this, that. Uh, there's the, the it's, it's a, it's a, a humongous industry, and, and it's an I guess the trillions, <laughs> if maybe there's more than that. I mean, we can go gazillions here, but 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 the fact of the matter is, you know, it's about the money. So there's also that factor. So people are are, are using all these inputs. So, at least, so, at least. so let's so let let's start there. It's about the money. Right? Yes, so uh, I launched a ton of products, um, including Viagra, which there's a very right. <laughs> I, I consider it I consider it to be a very funny movie that's out there because they show this salesperson who at that time I was a sales manager who drove a Porsche and had this lavish lifestyle because he was launching Viagra. No word of a lie. Viagra was the product that I made the least amount of money in, in the entire time I was in pharmaceuticals. It, it really was, a, it, it began as a very, very, not a, a, a very 
not novel launch, but it, it, the, the intent was so, was so good because there was so many that despite having a loving relationship had lost a piece of that because of spinal cord injury or some, you know, some other medical problems, diabetes, and, and this gave them something back. That's how we launched it. That's how we launched that product. And then it became, you know, devil horns and I'm at, you know, it was the, it was the butt of every joke and it really got away from what we did in terms of the launch and, and really became more of a, uh, uh, really became more than uh, what it was intended to, uh, to be. But, and, and, and it wasn't ever a really big product for Pfizer. I, I did more in a month of Lipitor than I did in a whole year of, uh, with, with Viagra, but it just goes to show you how sometimes perception, you know, shapes things a little differently. So let's talk about cost for a second. Sure. I think it's not well known, and, and I I did I researched this so that I, I could be accurate. I I don't think it's well known that the, the the companies that are making the vaccines are making nothing off of them. They they're charging the government what it costs to make them with no profit. Now, I know that's absolutely true with regards to two. And the third one, I'm not sure about because there's, there's conflicting um, information out there. When they started, it was my understanding that all three of the company, Pfizer, Modena, and and J&J, uh, &J, had all committed to doing them with no profit involved, just at cost. And, 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 and so, yeah, I, I'm very pro-pharmaceutical. It, it's, it's been a part of what I've done for over a decade. I will tell you, and again, not perfect, but they don't get credit a lot of times for the things that they do. You know, when, when the world was at its end, from a lot of people's perspective, they were like, we need a solution. And it was the pharmaceutical industry that came up and gave them that solution and gave them that fix. And, you know, I, I think that's often underappreciated and you know, either misunderstood or potentially people want, you know, people to not understand it clearly is that they gave, they, they gave them that fix that saved the world for, against COVID mm -hmm. at no, at no profit, you know, so, you know, big farmer, you know I mean? So, and look, they, they've made their money and, and, and they make a lot of it. And you know, I, I've never apologized for that because of the, the, a lot of the money goes into researching you know, products that never make the market. But no one ever, no one ever talks about those. The Pfizer had a product that uh, was for HDL, uh, supposedly the good cholesterol, that never came to market. They put a billion dollars of investment into that, and it never hit the market. You know, and so the first thing that I would say is is while some of the negative rap that that farmer gets is is warranted, they really have a the, a good core and really from scientist to sales rep to executive, the really core of what drives them is they want to help and they want to be able to bring solutions to help either make life better or to extend life. And, and that was always my, always my experience. I, I had the good fortune of, you know, of working for what I consider to be the greatest pharmaceutical company, Pfizer. Um, and, but I'm, I'm sure people could point out if, you know, that, you know, that there are people, that there are companies that aren't like that. And I agree with that. And those, those should get the negative attention that they, 
that they deserve. But as an industry, the industry as a whole, I think brings more value than I think most people give it credit for. Well, I mean, certainly, I mean, listen, I mean, there are diseases of all kinds and, you know, there are medications and treatments that without the pharma company or the big pharma, they wouldn't be, you know, these, these either cures or at least, you know, uh, treatments for some of these conditions. And so, so certainly, I mean, they play a big part and, and, and thus they, there's a need for them. I think, I think there are a couple of things. And before we go back to the COVID discussion, since we're talking about cost, um, you know, most people see just the, oh, these guys make a lot of money, but, you know, or the medication is expensive, but a lot of us don't even understand how their pricing is designed. I mean, yes, they make a profit, but to your point, there's a lot of cost for, you know, uh, uh, research and R&D, research and development, right? And and that's 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 another piece, and it's the cost, right? Of course, there is, it's it's a business, it's an industry that makes money. Um, but but it's, it's a great point because, because, it would absolutely bore your watchers for me to explain how and why medicines are, are priced the way they are, because it's so convoluted in the United States. You mm -hmm. always hear that, you know, this for the same medicine, it's, it's less expensive in Mexico or it's less expensive here. And, and what, what you don't, what is not in that always in terms of understanding is like, for example, in Canada, the government subsidizes the price of the medicine. Okay, well, that's why it's less in Canada than, than it is here. But the, the other piece that, again, it's, it's complicated and it doesn't make a lot of sense, so I'm not going to go deep into it, is that medicines are priced here in the United States with the knowledge that they're going to be discounted at the insurance plan level. So in other words, you, you have the price of a medicine, but the the actual price is probably 40, 30 to 40% of that, because after the pharmaceuticals build into the price, what they're going to have to contract with the, the insurance companies or the pharmacy benefit managers, how much they're going to have to contract with them in order to put their medicine on formula. Mm -hmm. So there was one example where, where, where we launched a medicine where and, and it was a, it was a tremendous negative where the, the medicine was fourteen hundred dollars a month. It was an injectable. Oh, that's how much it cost. But no one ever, no one, zero people ever paid that because it was discounted. I can't give the amount, but a, a, a very very large amount, more than sixty percent. And so the actual price was somewhere in the neighborhood of of four hundred dollars, which is still expensive. I, I I'm not suggesting that's not expensive. And it wasn't a medicine, it was a medicine that was used not for rare disease, but it wasn't for everyday use. Sure. But it, it wasn't 1400 that everybody was running around with saying, I think that's too much. And it's like, but it, the actual cost is less than 400. So cost in, in, in the United States is, is the way we price medicine and the way we deliver the, 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 the cost to the actual consumer is very, very convoluted and has a lot of levels, right? Um, at the end of the day, every major pharmaceutical company has ways to help those who are in need afford their medicine if they can't afford it. And, and cost, I never experienced, never experienced a true cost barrier where the person didn't have the money 
and it prevented them from getting the medicine that they needed in 25 years. So it, it, it's an issue. It's an issue that should continue to draw the attention of, of the public because there are there are the pharmaceutical companies out there, small ones that there was one that some guy took over the company and jacked up the price of insulin like a thousand percent. See, it, it's those few that give the broader industry a bad, you know, a, a bad image. In, in most cases, most people have some insurance coverage and they don't pay more than $25 for a medicine. And, you know, a, a lot of times that is, is seen as expensive when, when it's really only a couple of lattes from, from Starbucks that, that you're, that, that you're, that you're exchanging for a medicine that's proven to save your life or make your life better. Um, I, I don't mean to make light of it because the cost of that, when you add a couple of 25s together, it does become, it does sure. sometimes become a problem, but I've never seen costs get in the way of a medicine getting to people. But the, uh, it, 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 it will, it, it remains the focus on the industry. Like, like for example, getting back to vaccines the president's already announced that he's going to that he's going to remove or he's thinking about removing patent protection from the vaccines. Okay, if if they're not making profit, what's the purpose of that, right? And in 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 my opinion, it's the view that well, it's a, it's an expensive medicine at fifty dollars an injection. Okay, well. But if you take away the patent for it and someone else makes it, it's going to probably cost them $50 as well. So, they, you know, there's not really, but, but th there's that inherent, we're going to, there's that inherent belief that I think that the that, that farmer in general is overcharging. And, and, you know, with a little bit better education, you, I think most people would understand that, uh, it, it, particularly in the case of the vaccines, the public, the United States is getting the best deal you can get. Well, but of course, the, the, you can have the best deal in the world, but it, it's not going to matter if people don't get it and don't take the vaccine, you know, and that's. Well, a lot of people are, are, I've taken it already. I mean, a majority, I mean, I would say uh, it's in the millions already, maybe a good third of, of, of the country has at least gotten the, the, the first and if not, you know, uh, getting closer. We're just at the point of breaking about 40% of the country. There you go. Yeah. Right. But, but, but just to go back to, uh, but, but you need, you need 70. There's a term, there's been a term out there called herd immunity. And that's where you, when you get 70% of the population and even more, you start getting to the point where there's so many people that are either naturally or through the vaccine inoculated against the against the virus that the virus starves it doesn't have it doesn't have a host to go into so like polio and mumps and rubella you it starves itself and then kind of goes away never really goes away it's always kind of out there if it has a host to be able to to, to live off of but if you get that herd immunity you have a good shot of, unlike the flu virus, maybe pushing it into the quadrant of where we can starve it enough that we're not going to have to, that we're not going to have to get vaccinated for it on a yearly basis. 
Well, that that so so I'll I'll we'll touch we have to touch on best on that particular item you just mentioned now, but going back to to the the cost effect, right? The you're right. I mean, the some of the medicines are expensive, but then that's on the brand side, and that's when they're again patented and they have the 20 years whatever, and they make all their profit up front. But then ultimately, some of these drugs get to the point where they're off the patent. And now they are generically, you know, and that's, I mean, of course, the margin between generic can be up and down. Uh, you so get the formats and the no one, in, no one in the industry gets 20 years. The most I've ever experienced is 12. Okay. In most cases, it's 10. So, for example, Lipitor was the medicine for cholesterol, most successful product launched because it did so much and so many. Again, today, still the number one thing that kills people is heart disease. We focus on a lot of other things, but it's still heart disease that kills more people than anything else. And that medicine was did did billions of dollars just in the United States. Sure. And Massachusetts did a billion dollars alone in one state. And and people could say, well, you see, I mean that that's a lot of money. It was for a short period of time. Today, because Lipitor has lost its patent protection. But yet Walmart. more more people take it than took it when we sold it under brand. Mm -hmm. You you can get a handful for probably three dollars. Yep. You know, so that's the other thing that people don't understand. The best thing in the world that would happen to the cost of medicine would be to remove patent protection that they do. I know that seems counterintuitive, but the, the pharmaceutical companies built in. Well, we're if we're only going to have it for eight years. You know, we've got to price it so we know where, you know, it's going to take this long to launch and it's going to peak. And then, and the, the, the reality is, is that there's a far greater period of time that Lipitor is going to be used for 30 cents for a month mm -hmm. than it ever was when it was a hundred dollars for a month, you know, and, and, and that piece sometimes gets lost, but Lipitor at 30 cents or $100 a month would, would never be here if the pharmaceutical company didn't invest in the R&D to do the trial. So like, for example, we knew, we knew very early on that Lipitor was the most potent at reducing cholesterol. Okay, well, there were two other medicines out there that were actively being sold and they lowered cholesterol, again, not to the degree that we had. But they had done the studies that showed they, with their with their cholesterol reduction, saved lives. The mortality went down if you're on the medicine. We couldn't say that until we did the trial. We Lipitor could say we saved lives, even though we lowered LDL, the same thing that the other two products did, and did so to a greater degree than they did. We couldn't say that. So. And, and to do the trials that have, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people and take, they take three, five years to complete, it's a lot of money, you know, and, and it was, even though it was known that cholesterol medicine saved lives, when we launched Lipitor, we could say we lower cholesterol greater than any other, but we could not say that it saved lives. And, and, you know, again, there's so many factors that are in the cost piece. And, but, and it doesn't mean that I'm minimizing it. It, it, 
it, it, for some people, the cost is a barrier, and I get that. I'm just trying to give people a different understanding that it, there are a lot of variables that go into the why and what the pharmaceutical companies in general, I think, get tagged with is that they're very greedy and that they're, you know, there's a lot of greed there. There's profitability, and there has to be. If, if Pfizer wasn't profitable making Lipitor, they wouldn't have been able to develop the vaccine. That's true. You know, they, they, they wouldn't have a company to, to develop the, the vaccine. And where would we be as not only a country, where would we be as a global? If you didn't have the Pfizer's of the world, the Modena's of the world, the J&J of the world. Yeah. And so that, and so maybe it might be worthwhile to jump into the, how they made the vaccines because of, there's three companies out there. Two of them make them in a very similar way that is on on the border of being a miracle how fast they were able to develop them but that miracle almost is creating a problem because a lot of people are not trusting of, of the medicines because they would develop so quickly so so brain hold that definitely yep. we're definitely gonna have to go on that discussion now because that's that's really what some of the perceptions or at least some of the uh resistance that's out there today because of the misunderstanding of what what is the vaccine and is it the viral vaccine is this the mrna you know type of and what is that it's synthetic blah blah but look at you that, pulling out the messenger rna terms i mean i i, I ah. do it's true you know? <laughs> i've been following the the, the 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 news and 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 reading of course and trying to get you know closer to it but but right you did mention cost and and really what we need to you mentioned the key element that yes it may be costly but for the most part it is subsidized either to an insurer uh you know through the, the business that or the company you work for or through the government whether medicare medicaid or some some state program so yes i mean there is subsidy subsidy that is involved and in, you know to a degree i mean the people that may not be able to to afford it will have it through the government programs and the people that 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 have plenty of money they can buy it anyway so so you're right to a degree it's 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 a it's a business it's money and it's not cheap and 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 it does roll out into uh the cost for example when you work for a company you do pay your dues towards your insurance and again over the years i think every year has been going up and up and up and so to a degree there is some people will argue well i do pay for my insurance well, technically you do. Uh, and and if you weren't working, then I guess somebody will pay for it. That will be the taxpayer's money through Medicaid or whatever. So there, so that that's sometimes where the controversy is, right? People are thinking like- Yeah, well, it, it, but it's just not realistic to think that it's ever going to go down <laughs> because nothing does. Sure. You know, uh, is high. Uh, you know, you're, yep. You know, I, I pay more for a car today. I mean, of course, I don't drive the Porsche that you drive, but- um, I thought you know, that was an uh, uh, actor on, on the Pfizer commercial. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but it, it, it's just a it's just a reality. As so, for example, Lipitor was a product that we launched. Mm -hmm. It cost a lot. I'm sorry, a Repatha. Repatha is a biologic. The cost involved in making that product that was the one that cost fourteen hundred dollars a month. The cost of what it takes to make that product is incredible. It's not putting chemicals together. They actually put a protein into a, 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 a type of animal embryo and they develop that, that protein to a certain point and then harvest 
the protein out, purify the protein, put it into a, and stabilize it in a way that it can be injected into someone. And it drops their, it drops their cholesterol down to remarkable levels that could and would almost eradicate heart disease if enough people took it. But again, it's cost that is in, that, that, that got in the way of that. Um, and, it, and it's a shame, but the, it, it takes a lot to make it, you know, as well, so. Well, no doubt. And, and you know, so, so, so now let's, let's actually leap into the, 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 the vaccine and, and how it is designed and what it is. Uh, and and we will tie back the discussion as to what is some of the resistance besides the understanding of what it is, is that some people still, we can talk about costs and, and what it does and so on and so forth, but people will think, well, Pfizer or any of these pharmas are not going to do this. I mean, it's free now, or maybe now that we've clarified a little bit that it's at cost, but that's today. What, what about in a year, what about if this is going to be a recurring, you know, uh, booster type of, you know, uh, situation? Now, is that going to be also free? Is that going to be cost? So these are some of the questions. And but you said the clear thing earlier, which is we don't know everything. Uh, we're still near the stages. And you're right. I mean, these are speculations and people are going to have opinions left and right based on their perceptions or, or the experiences or or their affiliations <laughs> for whatever that is. Uh, but but I think I think that's another question that's everybody on everybody's minds. Like, you know, well, I get it. We're going to get this shot today. But then you, you have the opinions like, well, I don't need it. You mentioned herd immunity. Uh, well, I already had COVID. I, I did well. I survived. So I don't need it. Then you have the percentage that's going to take the the I guess the the uh, the brought in or the um, uh, induced immunity I would call it as opposed to the one that had you know an automatic immunity to to the disease before. So th so between those two populations, I mean you'll have your eighty percent, seventy to eighty percent and plus. So so then people say, well, I'm not going to go any further. But then when now people think Pfizer, pharma, a year from now this thing can continue. Now we also hear variants. Is that true? Is that false? Again, remember the problem is. I think all of us, we're hearing what's being told to us. It's not like you're not seeing it. You're hearing that this this new wave of thing. Uh, and some people have a reluctancy to accept it as a truth or not true, because we don't know if that's a true thing. Maybe we're saying it's a variant because we think that's a good way to, to keep people in track. And uh, if as long as we know there's a variant or new one, as long as we know there is a risk, we all going to be in in. in there's an incentive for us to go and get that vaccine. So that's one of the theories out there that people might think. And I've seen it. I've heard it. I've seen it on TikToks, seen right. it on Facebook, social media. There's a lot of debate about it. So, so what do you say to that? And then, then let's deep dive into like the, the codes, the actual vaccine itself. So, I, so what, whether we need a booster, whether you need an annual booster, I, I don't think anybody could tell you right now whether you're going to or not. I had COVID, I got vaccinated. Why? I knew that I likely had enough antibody from actually having a mild exposure to it to be protected. But when I looked at the risk of getting the vaccine on top of it, it was almost none. And I say almost none because the one thing that people learn who are in pharmaceuticals and, you know, and, and particularly those who deliver them on the medical side, there's always some risk. There's, there's risk to aspirin. You know, if you knew how many people died in a year from stomach 
ulcerations and where they bled to death from basic aspirin is far more than that we'll ever have problems with the with the vaccines. Okay, but it, there's millions and millions of people that take aspirin, a tiny, tiny, tiny amount that could have a problem with it. It's risk reward, like was the reason that for me, get the vaccine. There's very little, if if any, risk to getting it. So get it. It was two shots, you know. And 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 right now, what they're saying is that is the best that they know that will protect me against COVID. Now, like you, I've heard social media direct people tell me, yeah, well, the first they told me I had to get a shot. Now they're saying I may have to get a second shot. That's not really a vaccine. That's the, so, I, I mean, let go of the conspiracies. No one's trying to do anything really genuinely other than to try to save this and try to put it into as small of a, a box as they can. And, and, and again, I, outside of my profession, I tend to be one of those people who are more highly charged politically, but it's just not warranted here. It just, it makes it more confusing. It makes it more difficult to understand when you add in a right or a left component to it. You know, one side is they, they want you to wear a mask. The other side, I'm not wearing a mask because they want me to wear a mask. At the end of the day, they gave they gave the advice that the masks were a good thing, based on what they knew, and that was it. Now they're saying you don't need to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated, right? And so that is a great thing, but it's going to present us with potentially another challenge that we can we can talk about here in a little while. But um, the the aspect of you know needing a vaccine, to me, the risk was far greater, the reward was far greater than the risk. Well, Brian, you you, you touch on a, on a point, and I know we still have to talk about the vaccine, and then we can talk about the, the, uh, the question mark about uh, the future of it and all that. But when you buy any, when you see uh, pharma commercials, I mean, I guess half of the commercial is about the risks and, and, and all the, the adverse reaction that you might have. I mean, if you listen to that, nobody will take medicine, but yet we all right. do, right? right? Well, at least we, we do when we have to, right? And so, but it, that, that, that comes with it. And, but I think the problem is that there are so many, um, especially now in, in the me well, media, social, people on left and right, but there are different opinions. And you get these people that say, well, well, they're not showing you all these people that died because, you know, the next day of the shot or, or, or they had like, you know, some of these funky, you know, uh, reactions that no one, you know, would have expected. They didn't tell us about this, but you're right. I mean, bodies are bodies. They're different. You could be other things. You can but data recording around adverse events yeah. in medicine is so strict and so stringent that really at the end of the day, whether someone said, give me one point that you would give me to make me comfortable in taking the vaccine. I would just say, look how many have taken it mm -hmm. and look how, how few have had an issue. You know, there seems to be a little bump in the road with, with the, the J and J vaccine with regards to some blood clotting, but they, they don't touch upon the J and J's vaccine is a single vaccine. Right. If you go, if, if you're inoculating, for example, the homeless population, 
Is it reasonable to think that you're going to be able to give them a vaccine and have them come back in a couple of weeks and give them a second vaccine? Uh, not in my opinion. And the risk is so low that there are populations that I think, again, risk reward with J&J makes a lot of sense. Outside of that, for me, I think the Modena and Pfizer ones have the strongest potency with the least amount of risk. Well, well I think I think you just right now that's a great segue to 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 what is the Moderna and the Pfizer versus the J and J and the AstraZeneca and you know some of the other groups or at least the ones. But that's now we're talking about the difference in in how is it designed. I mean, right. now I'm not going to so talk. I, about I had a relative that said. I don't know that I'm going to get, I don't know that I'm going to get vaccinated. And I said, why? It's like, well, you know, normally it took like, I don't know, years to make. And they, they, they were able to, they were able to do this in record amount of time. It's just striking how like such a great thing could be seen as an obstacle. But again, they are our bodies. And I understand people wanting to be sure. The reason clearly that Modena and Pfizer were able to come out quick so quickly with a, a vaccine and why it took J and J longer to is because the process in what they are, the the vac the two vaccines, Pfizer Modena, J and J, right? Those are different entities. They're different drugs and they're made differently and they do different things when they're in the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The 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 Modena and Pfizer are made through that messenger RNA, which without getting too technical, results in a protein that goes in and directs the body to create antibodies against COVID. Simple. Up until that technology was developed, the way that vaccines were, were brought to market is the way that J&J &J did it, which is they, they expose you to the smallest amount of, the, of a piece of the vaccine that has no limited risk of, of, of it giving you full exposure, but at the same time will trigger the body to say, I think this is COVID, so I'm gonna make this protein antibody to, to, to defeat it, right? right. So one is you're actually putting a little bit of the virus in, which is no different than any vaccine that you've taken for you know, mumps, rubella, you know, all these other things flu, you know, they, those were all made that way. It's that we have new technology, cutting edge technology that Pfizer and Modena came out where now it's like, I'm, I'm a little concerned because they did it so quick. Reasonable to be curious, but I think no, no one should be concerned because it is a different type of technology. That technology does not require the time that it does to incubate and develop antibodies the way J&J's does it. And so there's trade-off. That's why you need two, it's a different medicine. That's why you need two vaccinations with J&J, with, with Pfizer and Modena, and you only need one with J&J. They're different vaccines. They're not the same. They were, they were produced differently. They're, what they ended up producing that's injected in your body are different. And so, it, it would be like saying like, well, I'm not comfortable driving my car anymore because it has an airbag that's going to, well, no, the technology has gotten there, right? It's like, uh, I'm not comfortable 
driving my car because it's got a warning. It, it breaks if I don't if I don't break to prevent me from hitting another car. It's new technology. So completely understand people being curious and 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 maybe even a little bit skeptical, but not to the point that it would ever prevent you from getting the vaccine and taking the vaccine. Again, why? Just look at the numbers. Don't take my, just look at the number. Look how many millions of people have been, have, have gotten the vaccine, either, either one of the three, and then look at, it, it's a very simple number. It's two numbers. How many have gotten it? How many problems are up? Well, well, actually, we're talking about the U.S. mainly, but I mean, in in other countries, I mean, they had the. Oh right, they yeah, sure. I mean, the, the numbers I'm talking about are global, right? Okay, okay. yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it's the same, it's the same vaccine. So you're talking about hundred, you know, I don't know how many at this point. I would guess it's in the tens, if not hundreds, to million globally. Yeah. And when you, you know, when you look at how much medicine that is and how many people have been you know have been injected with it and then you look at what the what the issues are like it's like 0. 0.000 and it's like somewhere down there percent that might have some type of reaction to it right and and most of the reaction is either a little bit of injection site reaction you know they might you might feel a little cloudy the next day again ideally you wouldn't have that but when you talk about if I, if I can get through that, I can get to a point where I'm protected against it. Sure. And, and so let me just stop and say for a second, I was one of the ones that thought it was a lot, a lot about COVID was blown up. Like that a lot of, a lot of what was attributed to COVID death was people who were going to die from something else. Mm -hmm. And it was just lumped into COVID, okay? My, a good friend of mine just buried his younger brother, 51 years old, no comorbidities except being overweight. He was a big kid. He played football. He played football in, in college. He was 240 in college, and he was he was 320 when he died. So he was overweight. That's all he had. He got COVID. Two and had the best care you could get. He was at John Hopkins, and they buried him on Monday. Wow. You know, it, it, it's real. I mean, and so it, it's it's not. The, the way we've dealt with it, awful. The politics involved and the craziness and and you know the 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 misinformation and the the, the poor rollout of stuff and the way that they've educated people, awful. But it's a real deal, you know. And 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 then if you really want to have your eyes opened up, just look at what how many we lose every year to the flu. Sure. You know it it it. it these are real. I think what we will end up going to is handling COVID as we handle the flu. And I think the reason being is that as the flu mutates and produces variants, we're going to have to be re-inoculated for these different variants. Right now, they, the, the best information we have is that the variants out there are covered by the vaccine another reason to get the vaccine, mm -hmm. right? I was exposed to COVID. It might've been a different variant that I could get exposed to right now. So I'm better off being vaccinated having had it, right? Because it's not only protecting me against the original COVID-19, but it's also protect, 
protecting me against the variants. So, you know, so I kind of forgot when we got started with that and got on a roll as I, well, no, as no, we are, I do. We're talking about the, the actual difference between the two vaccines, yeah. uh, the, the Pfizer and Moderna versus the JJ, JNJ. But, but, you know, you're right. I mean, there are a few things, right? So the first, the first item that misinformation on the onset created a lot of, you know, trust and issues, right? Because you're right, there was there's these all these these discussions about whether the numbers were skewed and they were good and they're real. They're, are all those cases truly, you know, uh, uh, corona based type, or they are just inflated because of different, you know, reasons. of people talking about cost, people milking the system to try to get better code, you know, reimbursements. All these things were theories and and discussions that we've heard in the media and you know as a whole. Then you have. The, the guidances that keep changing, you know, over the year, right? right? Mask, no mask, you know, it's good, it's not good, two masks and so on and so forth. And then people question, well, why is it that we didn't get this up front? I mean, we knew that these masks were not valid. So can, let, me just, let me just answer that why. Sure. The why is, is because something happened that was different than happened before, right? And again, without knowing, because we haven't done a full cycle, they give you what they think is best. That, that's why at one time it was, I think it was mass, no mass, mass, and then two masks. I know. I, it was, we're two masks. Wear a mask on the top of your head. I, you know, look, I, I'm making light of it, but at the same time, it, why did that happen? Because there was a spike in deaths, right? And they're like, we got to do something, right? And what, what, again, what I feel that they could have done a better job of doing is saying parallel with something that changed with the disease. Well, it, it's funny because with, with the mass situation, right, um, th there is also a discussion about that not all the masks that were available out there uh, were actually good masks. You know, so certainly, you know, eventually you want to have a better presence with these masks. I mean, you got to get some better ones. Uh, the, like, you know, the N95s and all the stuff, those were limited to the... Those were the only ones that have ever been tested. Exactly. And and then you open it to a market where there's a lot of, you know, bullshit manufacturers, you want to call it that way, you know, all over the world that are shipping stuff. And then it got posed for a minute because we needed them in, initially. Then they were being scrutinized better, uh, you know, and a lot of these masks may not even be medically, you know, but they did provide some sort of a barrier, you know, to the main, items, you know, the droplets and all that. So, so that I think, I mean, I get it. And I think it, at the end of the day, no, no one was worse off with a mask. Well, some I mean, people, that, that's, a, that's a double negative, right? But, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, you know, some people would argue that because they say, well, I can't breathe with the mask. You know, it's too much, you know, especially if you're working, to, you know, seven, eight hours in the place where you have to wear it all the time in the heat. Uh, I, 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 I really would challenge someone who not being able to breathe in it. It might have been uncomfortable to breathe in it. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what I mean. you, you know, and, 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 and again, then it's, See, with my my belief is that I don't, you know, I, I don't like the mandates. At that point, if you want to take the risk of getting COVID because you don't want to wear masks, then have at it. Well, you're no, right, but, right. But there are people that actually would say, 
you know what? My body, get my God gave me a, you know, a, a good immune system. I'm going to, you know, ride the wave. I get it. I got a 90.8% of survival or 98.7 something. I forgot what the rate is of, of survival rate on it. I mean, I have the same risk if I did the, the, the shot. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll stay without it. I mean, you got that opinion out there. And and again, it's fueled by all these misconceptions and, and, and mistrust that have been built. Well, see, and and some, of, some of it's true. You know, some of it's some of it's true. You know, when you look at kids, the the, the rate in in children. When I say children, I'm talking about those under 16. Mm-hmm. It, it almost doesn't exist. Well, that's you another know? thing, right? They started with okay. Well, this is a people that are you know immune, uh, you know sensitive, where they have a very low immune system, uh, elderly, and then all of a sudden now we have the the the, the middle aged folks, and then oh, even you know the the teenagers, and then we had you know cases with kids. And now, again, that's the other thing you hear on the news that, you know, in some of the social media, oh, we're also testing now with, with kids, the babies, you know, little, you know, younger ones. And then you have all these people that are like, well, we're anti this. We don't want this. And so it's causing a little bit of an effect where, he, like, I, I, it's funny because you have like almost two extreme opinions to the to the left. And, you know, there's a lot of noise on both sides. And then you have the controversial ones that are extremely like beyond this, where you know this is all genetics, and we're gonna manipulate your, your genes, and you know in your DNA, we're gonna you know depopulate you know the world, and you know the, so you have all these theories also that are out there that are being in the mix, and with the exposure to social media, it's 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 like it's it's open territory. Everybody's well, whoever has an opinion, they say it. They're just out there, and um, I mean See, that's why to me. And I would even encourage that for people who are watching this. Don't believe what I'm saying. Sure. You got to do your own research. But but go find out, right? That's the thing that I don't think happens with social media is there's not a willingness to challenge what people hear and go find out, right? So to me, you know, if, if you have issue with something that I'm saying, cost of medicine, something like that, just go and look one or two layers below of a regular Google search and you'll get more information. And I don't know that in today's age, we, we ever have a source and I wish, and it's unfortunate that we don't, which is absolutely the source where you can go for just facts. But if you look at a couple of different places, you'll be able to make a more informed decision. That's, do I ever know you'll be hundred percent right? No, I'm not offering you hundred percent correctness here. I don't know that anybody can, but, you know, I, I've gone a couple of layers below on, on both the pharmaceutical world because of where I've lived, but also the vaccine. And I can give you, which might be a nice segue into the next is where we're going, because what's building right now, that's going to be the big obstacle in terms of where we need to be, which is herd immunity and where we are now is another political battle. And the political battle is going to be over constitutionality of having to demonstrate that you've had a vaccine. Well, that's a challenge. And 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 it ties like, for example, for your market and just say that I have, you know, a vaccine or I don't have a vaccine. Uh, and then now you have these 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 conspiracies about tags and you know passports, maybe not conspiracies, maybe they're reality, but uh, you can't travel. That's the other thing. Like, you know, now it's liberties. Uh, well, I can't go anywhere. I mean, if that's a choice, you know, it's freedom, right? So now you have all that that stuff. And you're right. It's getting, you know, too much politics in it. And uh, the so reaction- let, I think in a very, sh- we're going to be able to explain where freedom 
and doing what's needed for COVID are going to meet. Okay. And that is if they, I hope, I hope what they keep the target on is not the need for a vaccine. Like I was listening to a radio show and driving back from that, from that funeral. And it was like, I don't know why the government's telling me I need to have a vaccine. The government's not telling you they need to have a vaccine. It, the, the, the store owners aren't telling you that you need to have a vaccine. They want a way to verify that you are not COVID positive. I'll say that again. They want to underline, verify, okay? Mm -hmm. Not word of mouth. They want a way to verify that you are COVID free. And we're, we're the, the, the first and kind of easiest way is to demonstrate that you've been vaccinated, okay? So, and as opposed to, how do I look at that? This is, this is a great step because I can't stand wearing the mask. And it's another reason that I hope more people get the vaccine because the more who get the vaccine, it's going to support those who don't have to wear masks, right? But here's where, here's where freedom in our freedoms and verification that you're COVID free are going to meet is where we're going to end up is we're going to end up in a place where in order to verify on a cruise ship, which Hisham goes on at least <laughs> twice a year. Now I missed um, this. <laughs> I can't well, wait. <laughs> and, and, and or to get onto a plane or some of these other things, you're going to need to verify that you're COVID free. And there's going to be two options you're going to have. So if, you're if you're concerned about your freedom, if you're concerned about the vaccine, and you you're you're not going to get the vaccine, or you're going to get the vaccine and you don't want to show that you've had the vaccine then you're just going to have to prove in a point of care test that you're negative. Now, the problem that we've had and the reason why they're focusing on the vaccine now is the point of care tests, mainly a swab test in which take anywhere from like 30 minutes to a couple of hours to determine that you're negative or positive. Mm -hmm. Where we will be in a short while is a saliva-based test where you will put saliva on a strip that looks just like the strips that people use to te test their blood sugars. They'll put it into a machine, Done. positive and negative. So, so where do I envision we're going, where freedom meets verification is you go to a ball game and and if you've been vaccinated, you go to gates A through F, A, A through F. And if you need to verify that you're COVID free in a point of care test, go G through Z. And they'll have again a little bit of a little bit of saliva on a strip test negative or positive, and you go. That's where the freedom. And so now it feels that we're, we're being forced into getting a vaccine because it's the only way we can verify now. They don't have the point of care testing. The company that I work for, it will likely be the first one that will bring it to market. 
All right. I'm, I'm, I hope I get a, a first dip on that one. <laughs> you know, I have to do a little blow. But it, but there are many who there are many who are working on it, and it the the the, the point of care testing is is different than what they call PRC te- the the testing where they do the nasal swab. Again, it's it's saliva based. You put it on a strip. It, you can put it into a machine that looks like what they, again, they check blood sugar for, plus or minus, yeah. within less than a minute. And so, again, your freedom, you're going to be able to choose. Right now, there isn't that type of testing. But I think, Brian, if to, to the, your message right now, or at least your solution, is pretty comprehensive, and it covers all angles, and it's fair. I think the issue is that people are feeling obligated that, you know, or at least they feel that I, I will not have a choice. And if the government mandates that this is the only way for me to live, now I have a problem. And and so that, that's it. all you need to do is go to gate F through Z. Providing that the, the, the government will actually, you know, execute on what you're mentioning, providing, of course, the technology and the devices and the means are available, then the problem is resolved because to your point, I mean- Well, again, notice nowhere in there that I mentioned government. I I, I don't think this is something that the government, this is what, if you're the owner of the giants- Right. and And you're having hundreds of thousands of people come through, I mean, it is a, it is a legal nightmare that's just staring you in the face. Right. It, it's actually happened where you, on the airlines right now, you need to demonstrate that you need to demonstrate that you've had a test within a certain amount of time, or that you've had the vaccine. Someone, someone on a flight to Argentina forged a vaccine record, was was COVID positive, and infected a bunch of people on the plane. Uh, you know, it, so it, I. I Again, no one is more of a staunch believer in in freedom than I, I am. Freedom to me means we have choice. You know that, that you know. And again, I understand that there's some people that are going to get the vaccine, but they don't want to. They don't want to have to show the record. Okay, I get it. Just go get the. When we get there, just go get the point of care test, right? I mean, j- just 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 get the saliva based test. It tells you you're in. Blake, you know you're in, right? Um, but but Brian, you're, you're right. You 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 mentioned uh, there's no government discussion, but but that's where the fear is. It's not so much. You're right. I mean, I give you an example. The talking about cruising, right? I I have friends that are in the cruise industry, and uh, it's already decided, in, in, and it will be uh, effective. I think next month. You know, you want to be on a cruise ship. You need to be vaccinated and prove that you're vaccinated. So if you don't have that, you don't go on a cruise. Now, someone will be like, well, I love to cruise. I can. Well, now you're going to say, well, now even the businesses are obligating you to actually do this. Now, businesses are not government, to your point. Therefore, they can implement whatever they want because they're private, you know, entities. But now people are going to get marginalized, and that's one of the, the reasons. So, so again, it has to be some decision decision made by the government. To you have to option. do something to verify. Exactly. You have to do right. something. Yeah. Well, right? gonna, as long as it's it's a measure that you can document that is real, and or it can be done, like to your point, instantly. You walk in, you test, it's all good, you move in. I, I mean, I'll give you another angle. Like right now, you walk to places, and they, they zap you to try to check your, your temperature. Well, I can have a hay fever right now and still have temperature. And now what does that mean? I can't go shop because I have allergies. So that's been a, a, an issue. And, so, and Sean, that, that's a great example of people trying to do something based on, but in, in, in actuality, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's not a good way to verify. 
But we had nothing else, so they tried it, right? Agreed. Now, now we the next best the next best thing is if you show me you've been vaccinated, we're good to go. And so, but they're only doing they're only focusing on vaccines because that's all we have right now. And it's better than 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 checking to see someone's temperature because someone could have a temperature for a number of different a high temperature for a number of different reasons. Yes. Right. Well, well now that brings us to 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 the the real funky question right now, which is, you know, we talked about the politics of it now going forward and the dilemma. Uh, we go in our system. Did you vaccine, uh, take the vaccine? Yes. No proof. And, and so now that's going to be a challenge because. So, so that's the other piece of it that is already out there. It's coming in a lot of different forms and it is going to get it's going to increase the friction of freedom versus verification. You've already seen it. Initially, some people said, well, maybe we should have a vaccine passport <laughs> away on your phone that you could just show, I've had a vaccine. There's already like technology, 10 or 12 states, maybe more than that, that have already said, we're outlawing those. Yeah, they're illegal. Yeah. They're illegal, right? Yeah. Where we're going to end up is not with passports, but with a health pass. If you look at Clear, the yes. the, the company that's in the airports, they, they have, have one. Yeah. IBM has one. New York State has one called Excelsior, and it's it it's a version of IBM's. Our company will have one. A lot of companies are going to have one where you will. The idea is, is that once you've been vaccinated, the information will go up to the cloud. It will come down to these health passes and you're gonna have a simple scan code to, to just like you scan your ticket to get in the giant stadium, you scan this to show that you've had a vaccine. Right, but people will tell and, you- wait a minute. And again, freedom, if you don't wanna do that, Right around the corner, six months from now, you're going to be able to do a point of care test. Today, that's the only way you're going to start getting into large events. What, what about employers? I mean, if you can't go to work because you don't have it and you you, you refuse to do it, now you got to look at a different employment. I, I think it, I think that's where the challenge comes Isham, in. Since in the last 12 years, in order for me to go into hospitals as a vendor, pharmaceutical or biotech, I've had to demonstrate People I've been, had all of the vaccines that they've required that I needed. I needed to be tested for TB. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We all do. If, if I didn't have those, I couldn't go in the hospital. If I couldn't go in the hospital, I didn't have a job. This isn't our first go around with this. It's just heightened and it's a lot of energy in it because there's a lot of politics in it that's creating a lot of noise. Again, freedom. It's about freedom for me. And again, I understand that. And I understand why people, I understand why people would get the vaccine, but don't want to put it in a health pass. I understand that. Well, then just, just hang on for a little bit longer until we have the saliva-based test and just go get your saliva-based test. But understand in the meantime, you're not going to be able to go watch a football game. Well, that, 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 it's not that freedom has consequences. Freedom has 
you know, you don't have freedom to do whatever you want. I mean, there are times when, you know, there are times when I want to drive, you know, a hundred and you can, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm late for another appointment, which I'm always late. You know, I want to drive a hundred. I don't have the freedom to, or I guess I do have the freedom to, but, but my car can get towed off of the highway as it has been before, you know? Well, well, the, the, the issue here is that, you know, some people will say, well, we had the flu, we had other diseases and stuff, but we never had to demonstrate them to everywhere. I mean, you know, we all had our boosters and immunization shots, you know, when we we're kids, but we don't show those at work. Uh, maybe when you're younger, you go to school. I do. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, for example, in the healthcare, we all have to do the TB test, right? That's the you only one that's required, but. If you're a parent and you have a child going to school, you've yeah, got to show you've got to show your vaccine records. Yeah, no, agreed. This isn't. It's not a new thing for us. And see that that's what needs to get out there. So it, it gets the energy out of it. It's like, you know, this this isn't this isn't an infringement on our freedoms. Mm -hmm. It again, it's not a mandate that you need a vaccine. You just need to verify that your child has been inoculated against polio, okay? I need to verify that I don't have TB if I'm going to go into an area with the, where people are already sick. I, I, I mean, it, it's not an infringement on freedom because I, I do have the right to say, I don't wanna get the TB test. So I'm gonna choose a different line of work than pharmaceuticals. Well, I think, I think the bottom line is that people have to get over a couple of things in their mind. The first one is they have to accept that this is a good vaccine and it is nothing behind the scene that is, that is a, of a, conspiration, a conspiracy type of level, right? Uh, it's also healthy, you know, it's, it's comfortable and the risk to your point, reward and risk ratios are very low and there is a risk anywhere. Uh, it's the same risk that you would get whether, whether or not. And so you accept that, then that's fine. So, so I think these are the layers once you get over this. And there's also you have to get over the idea that it's not infringing on your benefits. Um, benefits, I mean, your rights and, and, and freedoms. So all these, these levels of layers, that's, that's, like, these are the obstacles, I think, and the hurdles in people's opinions, or at least that preventing everybody to kind of comply. And because, again, it hasn't been clarified as a as standard and straight-up message across the board, this is where we are. Because right now, it's still kind of, there's a big question mark. Where is this a question of, you know, government control? Is it a question of, you know, uh, big pharma trying to, you know, take over, you know, the, the corporation taking the world? There's all these, these. Then we have, you know, there's the, the, these these conspiracies about the agenda of the world, the new and new. I mean, there's so many other concepts that are out there, and people are listening to those. And and again, people are watching the news all over the world. So sometimes yeah. you're here, but you're watching the news in Europe which their information could be totally opposite of what we have. Then you go to Australia as a whole different world. Then you go to the Asian countries. And so we are getting a lot of stuff and processing this to a point where it becomes clear and lucid. I think that's the problem. And so, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't I think like most things, I think if government stayed out of it, I think the private market would, would find the solution that would fit much better with everybody. But, but I, you know what, I, I, we don't live in that country. You know, I mean, it, 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 you know, that, you know, I, I'll find a unicorn before, uh, you know, we're there, you know, um, because we're, we're just, we're just not in that country. And, and I think, you know, it shouldn't be made as a mandate. It should be explained that we need to verify. Therefore, these are the ways that you can verify. 
right? You can verify that you've been vaccinated, okay? And, and if you can't, we're looking for additional ways to be able to verify that you're COVID free so that for the, for the protection of everybody, you, the people who you're sitting next to, the players, the vendors, everybody. So if you have an issue with verifying you're COVID free with a vaccine, hang on, we've got something right around the corner that's coming for you. But until then, unfortunately, you can't come. You well, can't go in. Well, you know, like I remember we were talking about VNS. Uh, this was actually a topic that happened before where, you know, uh, the mandate of, of, of um, uh, flu shots. And there were, there were uh, you know, that was a discussion. What is the condition? Well, I, you have the option to take a flu shot or you have to wear a mask when you're interacting with, with, with patients. So it's a similar approach here. It, it's, it, right. if you're gonna have to give in one or the other, right? So right. if you're gonna get vaccinated, no mask. Uh, if you, you not doing it, then you keep the mask on and you get tested. And so these two to be the values. And by the way, the mask and the test has been the protocol for the last year and a half. So it had served a purpose, which, which continuously, you know, will do the same thing. And until we get to herd immunity, and then it wouldn't matter at all at that point. Right. And, and that's why to me, I, I, you know, I, I'm confessing, I was one who felt that COVID was no different than the flu. But, you know, as Hisham knows, what, what drives me is data. Uh, frankly, the data is supports that, that COVID's a bigger problem than the flu. Well, it is. I mean, Just, the, the, the numbers are very clear. Well, it's, I mean, there's no question. It is. It is a family. And I mean, we can debate the, the, the medicine of it and the biology. I mean, they are similar in terms of virus, you know, you know, levels. They're just this is just a higher intenser, you know, intensity type of of a viral version of it. Uh, and you mentioned earlier about variants of the flu. Uh, and, and COVID is the next stage or the next mutation of the flu, let's call it that way. And then yeah. even within the, 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 the virus itself, you have these new variants and they continue. I mean, viruses mutate by default. They spend a minute, they get adjusted to the environment. Now you have a new version of it. And that's been not just this particular virus, any virus, you know, um, and, and that's known. And so, so biology speaking, you know, it is the same family. I mean, again, SARS, MERS, you know, these are the same, you know, uh, uh, the history. It's like the, the ancestors of, of coronavirus. So, so Netflix had an incredible documentary on these viruses, on, on COVID. And what makes COVID a problem is it's not as deadly as SARS, but it's more deadly than the flu. It's an in-between steps. <laughs> because, because it's in-between, it spreads like the flu, okay? But it's not as deadly as SARS. But more deadly than the flu means you can spread it to a lot of different places. And it's kind of like a flu plus, right? It, it's more deadly, but can be spread like the flu. Flu on steroids. <laughs> the reality is, is it SARS? You get SARS. You're not walking around with it for a couple of weeks. You get SARS, you die. I mean, you, you it's very difficult to transmit it because it's so deadly. Well, it's quick. It's like Ebola and cholera and some others, you know, it's Ebola, it's, right? It's, it's so, yeah. So for all of those that are like at this point, it's like, wow, you've really bummed me out. The the <laughs> good news is is that the the key to containing these things is early testing 
and testing that's almost that's as as immediate as as we can get it, and that is coming. Okay, Th that is coming, and that will help us because I the the sad reality is is that I guess the 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 epicenter of these types of of pandemics is mainly comes from the bat community because they're somehow they can they can they're immune from these from these types of virus viruses and from viruses that are far worse than 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 covid or sars or ebola right Th they're out there and so okay. to me I, I hope someone's looking at how the bats can be immune because to me that would tell me if, if there was a way that we could get that into our bodies it would be great but because th there will be another one there'll be another COVID. It's, it's, it's not a maybe, there will be another COVID. And our ability and how we're better, we're, we're better prepared for that now because we haven't had a pandemic in a long while, but we're better prepared for it in a way. What has, has weakened our ability is the politics, but we'll have more science and we'll have more technology to first rapidly detect whether someone has the virus or not. And secondly, a better way, better from speed of delivery of producing a vaccine that can, that, that can address that virus. Because this new messenger RNA way, and, and, and it will be obsolete in a couple of years. The pharmaceutical industry will come up with a new way that'll only take a week, you know? So store this, remember when it, you know, don't be afraid to take that one because it's just a different, it's just a different way of uh, of making the medicine than what we have now. So I I really see so much so much um, brightness in the future because I'm not a believer or think that our target should be to get to a new normal. I want normal. I want to get back to normal. That I want freedom. I want you know, what, what we had before COVID. And I think if we're just patient and weigh risk reward and make our choices, if you don't want to do that, you have that choice, but understand that you can't go on the cruise ship. You're going to need to do something else for vacation. Right. And that's freedom. <laughs> that's what freedom is. You know, I, you know, I, I have to tell you, unlike Hishan, I'm, I have not ever been on a cruise. And he continues to tell me that how foolish I am for not doing that. Uh, I believe I will in the near future go on a cruise, but I would never go on a cruise ship right now without them having a way of verifying that the passengers and the staff were COVID free. Well, that, that's actually, so just, just uh, insight uh, information. Uh, they're, they're, they're new. First of all, all staff and crew uh, currently, anybody that's on a ship has been already, you know, they, you have to be vaccinated to be on. And, you know, the companies are very strict about it. And then as they uh, start and resume the, the services, uh, everyone going on the ship will have to actually provide documentation from the government, you know, that they've been vaccinated and fully, not just partially like the first dose. They have to do that, and that's it. So everyone will be, and still, they will have limited capacity on these ships. They also have measures where the people would not have the actual, uh, like for example, in the previous cruising you know, world, 
you would get buffet food and you can go and pick up stuff. There's no more of that. So so they've put a lot of restrictions already, even with the vaccine. So 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 if you're on a ship, there will be no one there with a flu. Now they may get a you know something else. <laughs> That's a different story. But you're not gonna have COVID on that ship. And and uh, and, and, and you know and, and again, you know. It's needed. I mean, they had a big issue with the cruise ships because you have such a tight contained community, right? And, and so, and again, if you don't want to comply with the things that they need, you have the freedom to not go. I agree. You, you can go, you can pick a spot and go camping or go mountain biking or do go skiing or, you know, do a number of other things. It's like, we've got to get over this noise about freedom in order to corral this, this virus you know, to, to where we want it to be, which is extinction. Ideally, it, it goes the way of polio and, you know, rubella and, and things that decimated our, our, our country. We had, a, we had a president that suffered from polio and was in a wheelchair. You know, uh, you know we don't have polio today. Well, again, know, we eradicated a lot of, of lot, lot of disease and, and viruses and things like that. And, and yeah. Right. Look, at, look at the things... At one point, it was Ebola, right? There was SARS. There was, I mean, HIV. Where we where you are today with HIV and, and, and containing that virus is, it, it, we've come so far. You know, I mean, with HIV now, I mean, you got a pill, and you know, you it's undetected. You know, it's not even it, the the, so, the the viral. Uh, I you guess. know, I guess in closing, we're we're going to get by this. Mm -hmm. The more noise that we can keep out of it from politics, the more we can make informed decisions. You, you have the freedom. No one's, you have the freedom, but understand that your choices may have some, some consequences in terms of, well, maybe I can't do that, but that's what freedom is. And the point that ideally they focus on as they go forward is in order to do what we need to do for public safety, we need to be able to verify, and you choose that route. It's either a vaccine or it's a test, ideally right at the point when you're going to go in, you know, because people could argue, well, you could, even if I get the, even if I get the vaccine, you have the virus. I, I could still get COVID. You're right. You're right. You could. And that's why ideally what, where the focus will move towards, which is all point of care testing, where a little bit of saliva in a strip, whoop, negative. Enjoy the game. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, usually the shows are about an hour. We're about an hour. <laughs> and, and I told you this is going to be an interesting one. And I really don't want to stop it because we're really having a good talk discussion here. And, and frankly, a lot of good valid points. And uh, I think we've covered a lot of grounds and a lot of, uh, the, the question marks that are out there and, and, and all of the angles that we might have heard in, in the community, social media, and so on and so forth. Now, we're not here to give the answers. Uh, I mean, obviously, these are opinions. Uh, but but at the same time, I mean, these are some of the facts that we have. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, you've shed a light on, on some of the good stuff here that if you reflect on it, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's clear. You have different measures. There are different ways. And you're right. There are solutions that can be, uh, you know, uh, mid-range that can be satisfying to all parties and still be able to serve, you know, the communities at large and the world and we reopen and the businesses go back to thrive and everybody resumes their life as a used. Back to normal, not a new normal, a normal. We That's will right. get there. 
And that's what we we wish and hope for. And uh, so, so again, I mean, like I said, I mean, I don't want to stop this, but unfortunately, we have to <laughs> end the show today. But Ryan, I mean, this was excellent. Uh, you know, it was a pleasure catching up with you, and and certainly we've we've you know, it's a, a very dear topic to today's hour, and uh, we've you know, I, I hope that people are listening to this on the radio or watching this show just take it out there and share it and you know it's good stuff and it's coming from you know a, an angle where someone is within the farmer now some people may say well he's in the community he works for them he's gonna have to be positive about it i don't think you said anything here that's biased other than what's out there that everybody can actually search on their own and, and that's actually what's what's so good about this so brian thank you for for, for joining me tonight Sean, thank you i i you know again it it was great to be able to share a little insight. Hopefully, it, it if it helps one person, it was worthwhile. Um, you know, and it was just great getting back to uh, those conversations that we used to have uh, a few years ago. Uh, I I do miss those, and I appreciate the opportunity to join you here tonight and anyone who's watching or listening. Well, thank you, Brian. And by the way. I do want to invite you back, but the next time, not talking about pharma, we want to talk leadership and sales because that that's another expertise of yours that we can pick your brain on and, and really, uh, you know, as you know, I love that stuff. And we can have a different discussion under a different topic and show uh, title, but but definitely, you know, look forward to that. So I'm just kind of like booking you right now. <laughs> I'll come back. You know, believe me, if, if you know, I'm, I'm happy to come back. I, um, I love talking about leadership and uh, you know more than most, so it, it'll it'll be very good for your listeners and um, to to tune into that one as well because uh, you know there's always a the question asked about leadership is it born or it's uh, is it made? That's right. Uh, oh yeah, I mean we can have fun regardless of how your your thoughts you, know, you have it, Hisham. So um, it, it'll be a good topic for your for your listeners and for your. Uh, for people who tune in to uh, to tune in for so, oh, Brian. So with those words, uh, thank you for for, for that <laughs> vote of confidence. Uh, thank you for being on the show, uh, folks. Uh, you all, you, you thank you for watching on the iHealth channel, listening on iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here with our guest Brian Henry. Um, we'll be talking soon um, for another show, another guest, another exciting topic. Ciao for now. Bye bye. Thanks, Sean.